Cruz who breaks free. One man to beat. Victor Cruz down the sideline. Cruz is going to take it all the way. Tied an NFL record. 99 yards from Manning to Cruz. Barkley straight ahead with a big hole. And running through is Saquon Barkley. And he's going in for a Giants touchdown. Giants turn to try and answer, and here's Saquon Barkley. And he's off to the races. The 30, the 20, Saquon for six. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Big Blue JQ. I'm your host, Jack Cotteraro. My beautiful and lovely co-host, Tom, Tommy Boy. And we're here to recap the Giants' 37-34 loss to the Dallas Cowboys. We are officially 0-5, the New York Giants, on the season. Woo! Tom, how are you? Happy Monday. Could be a happier Monday. It's good to be here. We still stink, but it was a lot of fun. Yesterday was a great time. I had a fantastic game to watch just as a fan. I think Giants fans should be happy about how the team performed. I just want to shout out Dak Prescott and just hope the best for him and prayers up to him. I always hate seeing injuries like that. So seeing that yesterday, like, literally took my life out of the game. But another last Giants lose a heartbreaker, as always, to Dallas. I feel like Greg Zorline, I think, officially has the Giants number, or he's officially has real estate in their head, Tom. He's just automatic from everywhere on the field. So 34-yard to end the game. Uh, One of my big storylines of this game, Tom, is how the Giants are up 17-13 in the second quarter. Oh, yeah, that was was clearly a fluke. Because Cowboys came right back. Yeah, and they stormed back quick with a few quick touchdowns. And then, dude, it was just like Giants went up, and then I'm pretty sure Dallas kicked the field goal, and then Giants had that pick six mm-hmm. by Fackrell. So that was kind of insane to see. I was not expecting anything like that. The Giants entered the game with a 47 points on the season and only three touchdowns. So scoring two touchdowns early, I know one was defensive, but still. Evan Ingram on the end around was pretty cool to see him score that touchdown. Um, the offense, a little positive side for the offense as we recap it, scored 20 points, two TDs in the first half, and then they went into halftime, of course, trailing 24-20. So, like, Tom, they always, I feel like, even if they start off well in the first half, they're always down at halftime. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I didn't know what to expect, honestly. I felt like going into the game, like, I felt like Dallas was definitely, obviously, the better team. But then the Giants just... Pulled out some nice plays in the beginning. The Evan Ingram, the toss sweep to him for the touchdown, that Jep sweep. I really like that play, Tom. I'm honestly surprised Jason Garrett did that. I don't remember the last time the Giants have scored a tight end rushing touchdown this year. I mean, excuse me, in any of the past years of my life, honestly. I don't remember a tight end running in a touchdown. So Jason Garrett can be creative after all. Yeah, no, he actually can be creative. I'm happy he actually utilized his playbook and did something well. Like, I was not expecting that, and that's a good sign. If you're a Giants fan, you usually expect what play is coming, Tom, I felt like. No, yesterday was fire. It really was. I'm going to say this. Darius Slayton came to play for the offense. He really did. That he did. On 11 targets, he caught eight of them for 129 yards. Kid can ball out. Had the touchdown obviously taken away from him. But, dude, I, I, I like him a lot, and I see a lot of potential in him. I think he's... I just think there needs to be more separation with the receivers to defense ratio. Like, dude, they're just not getting open on on some plays, Tom, and then the O-line just can't block for more than... Golden Tate stinks. He he provides nothing, <clears throat> nothing for me. He can't catch the ball. He's just, he's just not the same player anymore. The kind of player he was, he was the guy you dump it off to, 
and then he'd be fast and shifty and maneuver past everybody. He's not that kind of guy anymore. He's getting old. Just watch, like watching him, you kind of know like he's not he's not gonna he's not gonna run a go route. He's not gonna like make a game changing play. He's just gonna be that guy that kind of drifts around the middle. Yeah, I'm not really seeing a whole lot from Golden Tate, honestly, dude. Like, and for the offense, dude, they went 21 possessions and 144 plays without a TD or leading in a game since Pittsburgh. So, Giants got off to a fast start this game. You love to see that for once. Usually, doesn't happen a lot. And honestly, there was a lot of good offensive drives. Um, Graham Gano is just a stud. We talk about this every week. He's the first Giants kicker in history to hit three 50-plus yard field goals or more in one game. So, shout out to Graham Gano. You're a beast, you're a stud. If anyone has him on fantasy, that's like easily 15 points. Yeah. That's huge. <clears throat> Three field goals over 50-plus yards, that's it's, insane. It's nice that we have a good kicker because a lot of good teams, that's pretty much the one thing they're missing. At least we got the kicking part down. Yeah, at least there's one positive side to all this, Tom. There is another positive. Devontae Freeman, rushing touchdown. They played, ran the ball pretty well. He, he He's he, a pretty good He played still. phenomenal. He's still got like those like insane cuts. Well, yeah, he he did exactly what was asked of him. The little dump-off throws, because he's fast. So, like, on third and six, they dump it off to him. He gets six yards for a first down. Um, he's obviously not a big power back. He's kind of quick and shifty. He but, hits the hole uh, hard. Yeah, he hits the hole hard. Um, I kind of knew that game, against San, that game against San Fran, he really wasn't going to do much. Cause it was his first, first full game since... Over a year ago, because he was hurt a lot last year, and then uh, against the Rams, he did pretty well. Yeah, the Rams, the Rams was kind of his first first go at it, and then today was kind of him at 100, percent and he looked great. Yeah, I was very happy with <clears throat> Devontae Freeman, and then that was all possible because the Giants got a turnover late in the fourth quarter, scooped up by Blake Martinez, and guess what? The Giants capitalized on a turnover and didn't get a field goal. Mm-hmm. They scored a touchdown. And that's what we were saying in the preview with Chris Laurie. We were always like, Giants need to capitalize on turnover opportunities. Because there, there has been a few this year that the Giants have capitalized on, but <laughs> it doesn't end well, and they're just kicking field goals at the end of the day. So looks good with Graham Gano and all of his stats, but doesn't look good towards the Giants offense, who literally struggled for 10 quarters to try to score a touchdown. So we can celebrate about a few touchdowns this week. Moving on, Andrew Thomas, dude. Bad. He stinks. <laughs> I was just going to say something, but I knew you were going to jump in. So I was like, ah, here it comes. I know it's coming. But he allowed nine pressures. His, like, junior year at Georgia, he allowed, I think, two quarterback pressures the whole entire season. Well, that's because he was playing with kids. Now he's playing with grown-ass men. Fair. Fair point. Hear me out, though. It's just that nine in one game is a lot. And, of course, when Demarcus Lawrence ran by him. Yeah, he ran right by him. and Roadrunner. And that's... You know, that's why they drafted Andrew Thomas to protect the blind side of Daniel Jones. Obviously, it didn't happen on that play. And then I literally just sniffed it out. I could tell that ball was coming out. Oh, my God. He was coming at him like a train. Yeah, he was. I don't, you know, you could look at a lot of, a lot of other QBs in the league and they might be able to hold on to that ball. I just feel like that's a tough play to hold on to. But another turnover for Daniel Jones in another game, dude, it just seems like you're expecting one every week. So all those stats that I said from Andrew Thomas are from pro football focus. He allowed four sacks so far this year. So it's kind of a lot and 28 pressures and he's allowed three hits. So he's he's given up a lot to Daniel Jones' back. He's literally letting defenses lay on the horn on Daniel Jones' back. He's just back. so slow. Cam Fleming and Andrew Thomas have combined to allow 15 total pressures in that one game. Fleming is so bad. So bad. 
He's arguably our best, like, pro football focus, like, analytics-wise guy, but... What does that mean? What did A-Rod say the other day? Why do we care about analytics so much? Why don't we just go out there and play baseball? Facts! I kind of feel the same way about football. What did you just tell me? Fleming is our best offensive lineman? Yes. Oh, my God. Like, stats-wise. Like, everything, like, combined, like, overall, like, lineman grade. No, 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 no. It's in, like, the 70s last time I checked after the um, L.A. Rams game. So... But anyway, they allowed 15 total pressures. Like, I'm pretty sure Daniel Jones dropped back 30 times yesterday, and he was pressured already 15 times, probably even more. He gets lit up, that kid in the backfield. Got to get the ball out quicker. That too, but when your wide receivers aren't really creating separation the whole game time, I feel like it's kind of evens out. It's like a what if. Like, what if they could actually do this? I feel like Jones could get the ball to certain spots. Kid's got an arm, dude. We saw some nice sideline plays he had. Where, of course, he had no time in the pocket, so he had to scramble out. Like that one play in the first quarter on that flea flicker with him and Devontae Freeman was kind of nice. Darius Slayton had a big day, so, you know, he picked up like 15 yards there. And then late in the game, dude, he almost got killed. But then he completed a crazy, like, third and eight. So, I mean, I'm going to say this again, Giants fans. I'm still not giving up on Daniel Jones. A bunch of my roommates, like, at my house are always like, dude, like, he stinks, like, He's just awful. Like, you guys need to get a quarterback next year. And I just can't give up on Danny Dimes yet. And I just feel like neither can Giants fans, Tom. No, it's not like it's it's not like it's not like he's losing us the games. The, the offensive line can't block. Defense just gave up 34 points. Well, seven of them was from the fumble recovery from, from the Cowboys. But uh No, hey, listen. Until they can have until they can have a line that can somewhat block for him. And have at least two guys that can go out and make a play. It's not. It's not going to be his fault. That's why I feel like we can't. Like Giants fans are already starting to talk about on Twitter. Like we need to start having this conversation now. And I get it. No one's been seeing results they've wanted to see this year out of Daniel Jones. I'm going to tell you straight up. It's kind of a disappointing year. We're seeing that sophomore slump that like Baker had last year. So. Well, yeah, but also he made a phenomenal throw for a touchdown yesterday, but it got called back. That's not his fault. That, that that's the offensive line's fault. I have a segment saved to this podcast in my notes. It's just called Pain. So we'll, we're going to talk about that play when okay. we get there because there's a, a few plays from that. But, yeah, it's just that you need to see him start throwing touchdowns. He hasn't thrown a touchdown since, I think, week two against the Bears was the last one. Mm-hmm. So you think about that. He's gone three games now without a throwing touchdown or a rushing touchdown, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's got to it's gotta get better. At least we scored <coughs> touchdowns, though. We're happy about scoring touchdowns. Listen, yesterday I haven't had that much fun watching a giant game than I did yesterday in a very, very, very long time. And you gotta love it how it was against Dallas too. Mm-hmm. How we held with them for that long, the Giants. I didn't think they had it in them. I honestly thought Dallas, like I've been watching the numbers Dax put up all season, and I know he got hurt in the third quarter. Excuse me, but still, Dak's a baller. And he just puts <clears throat> up like four hundred, five hundred yards a week, so I was expecting that to happen, a shootout, but we weren't going to be shooting out with the Cowboys. We were just going to be taking all the blows, but we didn't. We played well. Defense played amazing. Kyle <laughs> Frackrell, pick six, Tom. Yeah, that was electric. Me, me and you were going bananas when that happened. I was so happy. I was like, dude, you don't understand. Seeing that ball just tip off Zeke's hands and actually a Giants defender being in the right place at the right time was awesome. And then, dude, the return, too. It was for 46 yards. Yeah, that was... He was chugging down the sideline. Chugging like a train. 
When I saw that touchdown go in, I looked at you and said they need to keep the pedal on the gas right now. Mm-hmm. And the defense, like, they're great, dude. The defense I actually love. I know we gave up 37 points yesterday, but, dude, turnovers, they had two of them. A interception for the pick six, like we said, and the, the forced fumble, or excuse me, wasn't really a forced fumble. Andy Dalton kind of just dropped it and it got kicked around, and Blake Martinez ripped it out of his hands on the ground. So that's good. And we said Giants capitalized on that and scored a touchdown. So that's a big check on, in my book. Um, I'm going to say this, Tom, James Bradbury is an absolute stud. Yeah, I guess so. He's an absolute <clears throat> stud. Listen to this. He held Amari Cooper to one catch for eight yards, according to Pro Football Focus. One catch. Eight yards. He's been locking up every number one wide receiver he has faced this year on a team. It honestly didn't even look like he was playing yesterday. No, because you know why? They never went his way. Mm -hmm. They never went Cooper's way except one time, dude. (coughs) And if you think about it, Allen Robinson has been putting up over 100 yards each week. Three receptions, 33 yards against the Giants. Mm -hmm. Against James Bradbury. So that says something. And also, according to Pro Football Focus... James Bradbury is ranked the second highest graded corner this season, so he's really playing out of his mind. And honestly, I just, I love him. I love him so much. Another note about the defense I have, Tom, is just Blake Martinez loves tackling. I feel like he's literally in every play. Yeah, I like him a lot. He is something else, dude, and he was a great addition to the team. That's a, I'll give high praise to Dave Gettleman for those two picks. Bringing back Bradbury, who's a former Carolina Panther, and then bringing in Blake Martinez, who led the league in solo tackles last year in Green Bay. So, props, you know, shout out to the defense. Dallas has been probably averaging, what, like 30 points a game they score? About. So, I, I guess the Giants held their own for the most part, 37. I'll take it. You just said we scored 47 points all season, and then we just scored 34 yesterday. Yeah, it's it was about time, right? Definitely It's about definitely time. an improvement. Dude, that's like, I'm just so happy we scored. Like... When we were up 14 to 3, I was like, wow. I was like, it was bananas. I was like, oh my God, we're up. And then we went up 17 3. I wish we scored off that opportunity to go up 21 3. That would have been money. Yeah. And that's why Giants fans, Tom and I wanted to talk about this and how I made this a segment for a reason. It's just a lot of pain. Watching the New York Giants, there's always going to be pain. And that's something I have become numb to, I feel like, Tom. I probably said it 15 times yesterday. Your friends can back me up. You can't walk away from the TV after a first down because five seconds later, there's a flag on the field. Every single time we did something good, I, I said, wait. I said, no flag, no flag, no flag, no flag. Half the time there was. You can't be happy about a Giants play until the next one's about to start. Exactly. Because then you can think about it and be like, oh, no, that worked <clears throat> out. Everything went into play. We got a first down. Dude, and no penalty. That fake field goal throw to Ingram... Was, I was electric. Was one of happened. the greatest play calls that Judge and Garrett came up with that I've seen the Giants do in a very, very, very long time. And it's like, dude, I've we've seen this. We've heard people say it. Justin Penick says it all the time. Losing winnable games <laughs> is just the worst thing I think I've ever experienced as a Giant fan. Yeah. We are in multiple <clears throat> games, and I joke with my roommates, and like I'm just being, you know, biased and optimistic. You guys know I love to do that a lot. It's just that I feel like the Giants could have a few wins this year and be like 3-2 and two right now. They're losing winnable games. Which I get. Listen, I guess on the bright side, I guess that's good. Yeah, I can agree with that. Tom. I'd rather lose a close game than get blown out. 
it just stinks as a fan losing on a field goal like that because, oh, man. Oh, yeah, of course. I swear. I saw that ball go past the post, and I was like, it's wide right. Yeah. And then it just hooked back in. A loss like that rips your heart out, and and it it honestly doesn't make you want to watch anymore, but that's the kind of year they're going to have. I think it builds a lot of character as a fan, being able to witness a loss like that. Because that was, you know, all Giants fans out there knew we were in that game, and literally we should have won. Yep. That was a game for the Giants to win. And a huge divisional game with how the 2020 season is going so far, Tom. Cowboys won, but they didn't beat us. No, they didn't. I think we beat ourselves at the end of the day. Here comes the pain. Uh, that The discipline on the fake field goal, Tom. I think it was an illegal motion by Cam Fleming they ended up calling it. That's your boy, Fleming. Yeah, that's my guy. I guess looking back on it, they said he moved a little bit or he wasn't in place. I'm not really too sure how that rule like works out and stuff, but dude, like what a killer. What an absolute buzzkill right that, there. That that was that was in the first half, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that deflated. Well, I mean, we we kept it close the rest of the game, but that deflated the the entire rest of the half. That's when we went up 17-13. Yeah. We would have went up 21-3. Yep. I would have been screaming at the TV. You, I did. You were. You did. Like you said, Tom, you get excited. And then literally, like, I jumped off the couch and started walking away from the TV because I was just, like, I was fired up, you know? And Don't honestly, get me wrong. honestly, what I loved to see when that play happened, Judge was pissed at Fleming. He knew. He was pissed. And honestly, just seeing seeing that much life, like, but Pat Shermer wouldn't have got mad last year. No, he would have just threw he, up his hands like Eli yeah, and shrugged. Yeah, he would have like he would have tried tried talking to the ref. Judge was like throwing things. He threw his headset. Threw his headset. It's a gift already. <laughs> threw his headset. He def probably wanted to rip his mask off too. He, I thought he was wearing a hat the whole time because he kind of had like hat hair. But uh, you, you just obviously you you never want to see bad things happen. But when bad things do happen, you want to see your coach get pissed. Yeah, because you see a lot of coaches in the NFL really get upset when things don't go their way, and that wasn't the case with Pat Shermer last year. It just really wasn't. He was just a calm, kind of mellow guy. He would get mad. Don't get me wrong. I've seen Pat Shermer get mad, but, dude, when I saw Joe Judge get mad like that, I just knew we messed up. Like, excuse me, the Giants messed up. Yeah, so now tomorrow at practice, probably the entire first half of practice, they're going to run that trick play and make make sure Fleming does the right thing every single time. Because you know how many times they probably practice that during out the week? A lot. Throughout the week, the amount of times they probably practice that play just to perfect it. I remember the camera didn't even get it. No, all of a yeah. sudden, mm-hmm. it was zoomed in on the Dixon's face because he's the snap holder. And all of a sudden, I just see it zooming on his head and he's throwing the ball. And I was like, why is he throwing the ball? And I was like, no way. Yeah, it was bananas. You know what was awesome about that play too? Evan Ingram, like you know... When your team, you go three and out, let's say your football team, and you have the field goal unit come on or the, the special teams, the punt unit comes on, Evan Ingram started jogging off the field and just stopped, mm-hmm. like right at the hash mark on the sideline and just stood there. No one said a word. No one said anything. You know what would have been worse? If we had 12 men on the field and that was oh. the penalty. Imagine that. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. Giants executed that play so well, and then just unfortunately Cam Fleming was illegally in motion or – I don't even know. Not properly set. Like, what the heck? <laughs> what the heck, bro? Capitalize. Pain. A lot of it. We lost by seven. and I mean, I'm sorry. We lost by three, and there was 14 points that got called back on penalties for us. 
I at one point I thought I thought we were gonna blow them out. Defense was going like three and out. They were swarming. on Dallas. We were killing them. They were killing them out there. They were swarming Zeke, and obviously they get lucky. You know, on the Andrew Thomas just muffed block by, and then Daniel Jones just gets absolutely mauled by the two Bears. It seemed like, mm-hmm. and that ball just came right out. And that Dallas like DN literally just ran or linebacker whoever it was, scooped it and just ran. That's how it goes. And it just ran. I want to talk about the rub route called illegal blocking on Damian Ratley, mm-hmm. the kid from Cleveland. That was brutal. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not, like, too up-to-date on all the rules in the NFL, and I know, like, what the illegal, like, rub is. I thought that was, like, a nice little pick he set that set up Slayton, but I guess it did, like, fully oh, free up Slayton. Oh, that was, that was for the Slayton touchdown. Yeah, the one that would have been a throwing touchdown for Daniel yeah. Jones. Yeah, that sucks. I just felt like I guess that's a call they had to make because he was wide open. Well, yeah, I mean, te- teams get away with it all the time, and I guess they, they called him this time. It looked like he kind of um, lowered his, like, shoulder into the guy, but, like, he didn't, like, hit him hard. He just, like, it seemed like he just gave up on the play. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, like, he just made himself look like a decoy. He's like, I'm just going to block you so you can't get there. Like, I like the play call. Yeah. Great idea, the rub rocks. You know what I'm saying? Because maybe those two defenders get tangled up and then Slayton's just in for a walk-in touchdown anyway. Mm-hmm. I started him yesterday in fantasy. It's looking good right now. Yeah, he had a phenomenal game. Phenomenal, dude. And I know it's in him. It's just... Separation for our our giant wide receivers if they can get open or not, and if the O line can just put up a couple nice blocking plays here and there. Baker's got all the time in the world. He's one of the, the teams I watch because well, our my roommate JT's a Browns fan. Baker's got all the time in the world. Well, yeah, but they also design a lot of the plays where they'll they'll have him just call hike and roll out all the way to the left and then throw the ball. So why don't we do that? Why don't the Jason Garrett? Open up the playbook, cause, baby. Because Baker's been throwing on the run since he was probably in high school. Okay. I guess you have a fair point Mister about Mr. Baker, but... Baker's whack. And then even more pain. I got to talk about this. Lorenzo Carter uh, ruptured his Achilles. In no! The, yes. In, like, the first quarter of the game. So well, I know he, he is... Oh. Remember when it came back from commercial and we were like, why is someone getting carted off the field right now? Oh. That was Lorenzo Carter later on. We found out in the game. That was when you just got like came over to my house, so we were just chatting. Well, I mem- no, I remember I saw on the screen he was out of ankle injury. I knew it was the an Achilles. Damn. Because this is a big those you know rookie deals are starting to come to an end for some of these Giants players, so they got to really think and choose who they really want to continue this team. But I'm happy with the defense, Tom. Overall, I thought it was a great game for the defense, dude. I was really really proud of them. And dude, I just think again, I'm gonna close it out with this. Giants are just managed to find ways to lose winnable games. I don't know if I blame. I guess we blame. I guess we blame um, Damian Ratley for the play on Slayton. That was an easy touchdown. It was an easy six points right there. And you know Graham Gano is automatic, so that's an easy seven. We could say. Well, that and remember, dude, they're young. They are young. They're ma- they're ma- they're making young mistakes. Their average age on the New York Giants roster is twenty six. Yeah, they're so like. These tiny things, especially with an entire new coaching staff, which I think I've said on every single episode so far, they're going to make those kind of mistakes. You just got to – obviously, it sucks the fact that we've lost three really close games. You know who the worst part was? Mm. On that final drive, when the Giants, of course, went three and out, I just – don't even let me start with that. I'm not going to start. Don't do it. What? Don't do it. I'm just – once Andy Dalton got the ball back when we punted the Giants – 
the one of the first plays he rolls out to the right and scrambles. Oh, the hold. There is a blatant. You heard me scream. There was a blatant hold on either Leonard Williams or Dexter Lawrence. The guy literally pulled him back by like his upper shoulder pads and his like face mask. Yep. The ref, as he's running after Dalton, literally it has his hand on his belt. Tom looks like he's about to throw the flag and then just doesn't. Yep. Anyone out there could have seen it. People were talking about it on Twitter yesterday and social media. That was a hold. A blatant call that they just didn't call. And if you think about it, Dallas got a first down there. Uh-huh. And then the next play, Dalton throws it deep to Michael Gallup. I honestly thought he was out of bounds when he caught Phenomenal that ball. Phenomenal catch that was. I have to say that. It was kind of underthrown, too. Tip the cap to him. But I think it's a Giants fans, it's a mix of a couple things with the Giants. Just obviously... Some costly penalties we talked about. And then, you know, you just don't get some calls that go your way in the National Football League. So you just got to deal with it as a fan and suck it up. But it sucks. That was absolutely brutal that they didn't call that hold. And I just think we got to... I don't know. I'm actually just very happy with how that game went. I know it wasn't a win. I've said that a lot last year on the podcast. I know it wasn't a win, but hey. It was fun. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And I just can't wait till next week. So we got Washington next week. Yeah, we're gonna win next week. Let's get in the win column, Giants fans. No, like, like, like we won. Like we're gonna win. Oh boy, Tommy. Oh boy, we won. Let's get ready, though. They, they're really bad. We stink, but we show life sometimes. They really stink. I wonder if Alex Smith will start. I'd like that because Kyle Allen got bamboozled last well, yeah. game. Yeah, he got bamboozled. Haskins stinks. Yes. And Alex Smith, it's a comeback story. But but damn, because I like to root for him, but I don't have to root against him. Well, that's about it for this episode, guys. Next week preview, we're going to have on Danny King from Talking Giants. So make sure to check out that episode, too. Danny and I met over Twitter. He's a good guy. Man, let's get ready. Week six, baby. Let's get a win. Let's mix up the division a little bit. That's already, I don't even know anymore. But Giants fans, we'll see you on another episode. And pay attention. Maybe Tom and I will go live one time this week and just talk some Giants, answer some questions, you know, chat, meet some people. So if anyone's around, tune in.